0: And welcome to the latest edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. Great to have you with us today. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. I know the weather down here was pretty terrible, but I hope you at least had a chance to get out and enjoy some of the holiday weekend, as somber as uh, yesterday is, as we remember our fallen heroes, uh, men and women who served our country so gallantly. So uh, we want to make sure we, we make reference to that. Uh, Last week on the podcast, we had a wonderful time. We were talking with Matt Martucci, who is the uh, basketball radio voice at uh, St. Joseph's University. And if you missed that conversation, as well as any of the uh, other episodes that we have done, uh, I encourage you to go back and check those out. They're all there. And uh, we want to welcome you into the family if this is your first time tuning in. We're going to get back to college hockey today, and you might remember a few weeks ago on the podcast, uh, we had a visitor from the ECAC, from uh, St. Lawrence University. Our good friend Aaron Todd was with us, and so we had a a, a good a chat about ECAC hockey, and, and we're going to go back to the ECAC today, and we're even going to go back to the North Country once again. This time, we're going to talk to a gentleman who I've known for quite a while. Uh, his name is Bob Alfeld, and uh, Bob did Clarkson uh, Radio for men's hockey for many, many years. Bob, this is a real treat to have you with us. Thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, no problem at all, John. Pleasure to uh, pleasure to join you and reconnect. It's been a while, and um, uh, Aaron Todd's an old friend of mine as well.
0: Absolutely. We had some great talk. We talked about the the uh, Clarkson-St. Lawrence rivalry from the uh, St. Lawrence perspective. Uh, we're going to get your perspective on that today, but uh, let me... Take a moment and introduce you to our audience, uh, Bob. You spent a lot of time at Clarkson. You were there for two and a half decades. Uh, you did play by play for Clarkson from uh, 1996 to 2015. I'd like to talk a, l- a lot about that, but uh, the decision to step away, first of all, uh, you did it for so long. You were so good at it. And, uh, you know, what went into your decision to leave and uh, how much do you miss it?
1: I only miss it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it was a, a career opportunity, um, and it, it, it's been it's been a wonderful opportunity. It's led me to something else as well. I now work for the um, Louis County Industrial Development Agency as an economic developer. So I got into fundraising, and then I just joined this uh, in February. So it's been, uh, you know, my my boys are now um, sixteen and actually seventeen and fourteen. Um, so I've been able to. Watch their hockey careers, and you mentioned Aaron Todd. Aaron's son Charlie and my son JJ are are thick as thieves. They're best friends as well, so they play baseball together. Um, uh, Charlie is not a hockey player, okay. uh, But my son, my son is. Um, Both of them are actually, but uh, but yeah, it it it, I I miss. You you mentioned the gentleman from St. Joe's, and you know it. I don't think people, it's hard to put into words, I think, um, what it's like to do what you do and what what I, I did uh, w- with a team, whether it's basketball or baseball or football, uh, hockey, you know, um, being th- that connection, be- being that voice, I guess. Uh, would you agree with that? It, it, it's hard to, the relationships you build over the years, it's hard to put into words how much you appreciate them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I always think about is, you know, I always try to give our listening audience a better understanding of what goes on behind the scenes. Because a lot of times, you know, they hear the broadcast, but they're not uh, always uh, up to speed on the amount of preparation that goes into it, Bob. And I know you can relate to that because preparation really is a never-ending process when you're broadcasting.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's, you know, well, I, I guess we can talk about this in a bit. I have a fear about the pandemic, which we can get to later a bit, but, um, but yeah, I I mean, you know, it's, you you watch, and I guess I can, I can go back to, uh, I grew up a Canadians fan, and I'm pretty happy that they beat Toronto. (laughs) And, And, you know, the Maple Leafs are getting beat up pretty hard right now. Right. So, so as a fan, you're looking at that and you're beating up on Mitch Marner or Matthews or whoever, you know, but when you're, us, you know, Mitch Martin is a person, you know, him as an individual, you know, his family, you know, you know what I mean? So it's harder in that aspect, but it really helps with the preparation because you get to know uh, a young man's background. And even, you know, when you're doing games, um, you know, you have a, a player on your team that was a teammate with a guy at Maine, and he, he may expound upon that, right? And it may, it just makes your broadcast better. But right. you don't know that by with, with a with a half an hour interview. It more comes organically, like at a team luncheon, Right. or you're in the hotel, right. or you're in the uh, you're on the bus. Th- those kind of things where you're you're trusted in a lot of ways. And, and look, I, I think all of us who broadcast for a home team um you know we all know a lot more than what we let out
0: right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know you don't use yeah. you don't use uh, you know 90 percent of the things you prepare for
1: oh absolutely not yeah um but but it's it's such a, a different relationship uh with coaching staff with players and even with you know you know, uh, I, I you know I missed seeing you guys from coming down from from Merrimack. We haven't been back there recently, but you know what I mean. Are you, right. you look forward to catching up with old friends.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um. um so it, it's 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 so much fun, and it's such a. Uh, and I I think hockey, I can't speak for basketball or college football, but you know, hockey's a different animal. Absolutely, in, in every way, I, yeah. I think. I think hockey punches above its weight in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. Um, especially college hockey. I think there's a there's still a little bit of, you know, we're trying to prove how good we are. Right. Uh, We we being the sport, not not you and I as individuals. Right. Um, and, and, And that's what, you know. I'm sure you're watching in the NHL playoffs and seeing a player. Oh, he played at Harvard or he played at Merrimack or he played at Lowell. Right. You know, right. You, you identify him with that team. You know, Cole Caulfield, he played at Wisconsin. Right. You know, as a Canadian. Right. Um, Alexander Kerfoot was a Harvard grad playing yeah. for uh, Toronto. You know, you're. And, and, and it's sort of like, Kalataki is kind of like, you know, you, you root for your team, then your league, then your region. Yes. And the overall game, right? Absolutely. You know? You know, I mean, I'm rooting for a Merrimack against Denver every time. But (laughs) at the end of the day, you know, a kid from Denver making a great in the NHL is good for college hockey.
0: Absolutely. You know, and more often than not, you find yourself watching an NHL game. And, you know, me being in Hockey East, I I always wind up saying, yeah, he played for BU. He played for Providence. I remember doing his game. So, I mean, I think that's the cool aspect of it.
1: And you know what's fun, too, is sometimes you, and and, and I'll pick, um, as I speak, the, the name will come to me. Claret Brown, who, oh boy, I wish I could remember his name now. Like, I just never would would have, you look at players and you wonder like, will they be NHL guys? And right. sometimes sometimes they get there and you're like, wow, I never would have pegged him as an NHL player. But but good on him for making it, you know? Right, right. Uh, and I, I say Brown and, and the name escapes me as I, as I talk about this. But, you know, it's always curious as to, and you see it, I, I would say hockey says more. Consistent roster laden NHL prospects in the ECAC just by number. Yeah, but but you know you are like you see you see players at you know at Lowell or at uh, you know even Vermont or New Hampshire like boy that guy's an NHL guy right and he doesn't make it and then you see a guy that did make it and you're like uh, geez how, how did that happen right you
0: know. <laughs> Now Bob you you did not miss a game at Clarkson you did 729 straight games so you're like the Cal Ripkin of uh, college <laughs> hockey broadcasters uh, you know that's that's quite a stretch that that's that's a lot of durability and uh, that's a testament to you for for how much you you enjoyed it and, and was so skillful at it.
1: Well uh, I, you know what I never until I stepped away, I never realized I didn't miss a game, if, if that makes sense. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious decision of why I had to keep the streak alive. You right. Know? <laughs> I, uh, the closest I came, there was two incidents. Uh, one, um, unfortunately, I lost my mom, and she had passed away of cancer. And I was like, it was, uh, she passed away on a late, late, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, you know, Funeral arrangements and a lot of stuff, and I remember uh, looking at my dad. My dad said, "You know, I'll, I'll get a hold of somebody, and we'll get the Clarkson game taken care of." And my dad looks at me and goes, "You're doing that game." Wow. wow. What? They're playing Saint Lawrence, and I, it didn't matter. And I'm like, "Why?" Well, he goes, "Your mother would never forgive you for skipping the game."
0: Isn't okay, that? So it. Isn't that the yeah. way? You know, you always say, <laughs> "What would the person who passed away want me to do?" And sometimes that guides you decisions, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was my, I remember my father, like, he was, you know, we're both obviously pretty sad. He, but I said, you know, I'll get a hold of uh, the gentleman at the station to, to make an arrangement. He goes, you're doing that game. Wow. So I did it. Wow. it, was, it was, you know, I didn't do much prep work for it, obviously. But it was, you know, at, at that point, Clarkson St. Lawrence is pretty easy to do. Right. The only time, time I got, uh, it was right, there was actually, um... Clarkson's last win in the NCAA tournament was against St. Cloud state in 2008. Right. And, and I got, uh, you know, I got deathly ill the night before the game. Hmm. And, uh, to the point where I was like, I'm not sure I could do this. And Adam, I had, uh, Adam Woden from Kalataki news. Right. I had contacted him saying, Hey, look, I'm, I'm like, you know, barely able to crawl to the bathroom from my bed in the hotel room here. Hmm. (laughs) I need you to pinch hit. And, and I did it. Wow! Um, which 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 stunk because they hadn't won a game in twelve years, the NCAAs, and they did. And people are pretty happy. And I like crawled back into bed, sweated out another fever. But you know, you've done the same thing, I'm sure. It's just those are. It's again, it 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 never, it never felt like work. I'm sure you're the same way, right? It doesn't feel like work to you. It's just. Boy, what what a great gig to have.
0: Yeah, I think I've missed two Merrimack games in 16 years. One was the death of my grandmother, and the other one I missed was because of a high school reunion. And, uh, you know, the odd thing about that was uh, the night I missed because of the reunion, Merrimack went to Yale. And uh, I still have never been to Ingalls Rink. And uh, that was the one time I had the chance to go. And, uh so uh, I understand from a little birdie that Merrimack and Yale are going to hook up again next year, uh, possibly.
1: Oh, I think you'll you'll. It's a it's a. It's hard to fathom. It was built in like fifty nine or fifty eight or around then. Right. It really is. Right. It looks very modern still. Right. So you, I think it's a great it's a great rink.
0: Right. Now, your first game at Clarkson was back in 96, uh, on the 18th of October. I'm curious, do you remember anything from that first broadcast? And uh, Almost everything. Okay, so how did you handle the nerves? I'm sure there were some butterflies.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I was kind of like a, I wouldn't say I was the first choice in, in that um, the gentleman that had the game did the games before me, and a guy named Chris Kenyon, took a job with the Baton Rouge Kingfish. Mm-hmm. In like mid September, uh, just sort of, you know, as, as minor league hockey jobs go, somebody needed somebody, he took the gig. So they usually would have, would have had more of a national search and I was like available. Yeah. And, uh, I had a little bit of hockey background and a gentleman named Con Elliott went to the games before me at Clarkson. He was, he did it for 40 years. He knew me, um, knew my interest and, in, and, in, so I would—I was also the sports director at the radio station. So I did all the sports. I did high school basketball, football, soccer, lacrosse, right, baseball, softball. But uh, yeah, it was in the old. I don't know if you're ever in the old rink at Ohio State, or where the women play now. Sometimes it's their original facility. It's not much. it's, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's um, not like Lawler at all. Lawler is much more modern than this. Mm-hmm. It's more, more—I would say—more akin to a prep or high school rink. Okay. And and, uh, a kid named Matt Reed got a hat trick. All right. He was a Messina kid, and I knew his dad very well. I grew up in Messina as well. Um, And uh, Casey Jones was an assistant coach at Ohio State then. Oh, okay. Um, Yep. And and that was, as I look back, that was, I hate to say this, there's a lot of good teams at Clarkson, but that was maybe the best team that that they had. Um, Todd White was the captain that year. Um, Todd White, frankly, in my opinion, got hosed out of the Hobie that senior year. That, okay. That's me. Um, but you know, I, I get a bit of a bias too, but, uh, he, he had, he, he averaged the goal a game. Wow. He was, uh, he had 76 points mm. that year.
0: Well, you um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, just, it, you know, there are games that are, uh, You never remember that one. It's hard to forget. You just kind of like, you you wonder, hey, look, I did a couple college hockey games, but now you're the guy. Right. And and you're like, boy, you know, can I, and you're, it's, you didn't have a home game to warm up with, if that makes sense. Right. Because, you know, you get a couple thousand in the arena who aren't listening to you. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the road, they're all listening to you. Right. Right. And you're all going to have an opinion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my first
0: my first one was in Bowling Green, Ohio, and uh, we went to Michigan two days later. I remember beating Bowling Green in the first game I ever did at Merrimack, and then we lost nine to two at Michigan. So uh, it just kind of shows you the of the ups and downs. But it, it's a real thrill, and I know you mentioned Con Elliott uh, did games for four decades at Clarkson. Uh, what was it like working with him, and what kinds of things did you pick up from him?
1: He was always, um, you know. Uh, I can still hear him, you know, he was a good salesperson too, but, and a great man. Um, you know, always, always score in time, score in time, yep. you know, yep. what's the score how much time? Cause that's what, even today, you know, and I, I still love to listen to any sport on the radio if I can, yep. you know, traveling or whatever. Uh, you know, you get the game on the radio, the, whether it be the Yankees or Red Sox or. Canadians or whatever it happens to be like okay hey, what's what's the score how much times left right and and right. and where hockey where where is the puck um
0: right description right
1: yeah you know yeah. uh which zone are they in mm-hmm. you know um I always felt he 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 was critical but supportive supportively critical if that makes sense you know because he, he, he knew you know how many mistakes you're going to make, right? Sure, sure, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. In any game, you're making, you know, you, you call the wrong player, right? right? You, know, you you memorize rosters, you do research, but, you know, number 18's John Leahy, and you called him Mike McMahon. You know? Right, right. <laughs> We've all and, done it, Bob. We've yeah. all done it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah. you just hope you hope it doesn't happen in a goal, you know? Right. Um, right. Or something like that. And, and now I... With with the advent of the internet, I think all of us are, and I was kind of in that before and as it became during, you get some notes maybe from opposition teams, mm-hmm.
0: you know, yep,
1: because um, uh, parents would be listening. Maybe they couldn't get the local station for whatever reason via the internet or they're watching the game on, on a lot of times. I don't know if Merrimack's doing it, but carrying your feed On their TV feed, right uh, on their TV internet feed, so you're getting a lot more. So, so I, I, that's one thing I tried to improve upon. Not that I wasn't trying to be strong in the beginning, is to uh, pronunciations of of, of opposition name and making sure I had the right opponent. You know, right? Because if
0: you get that wrong, you're going to hear from parents. You'll you'll get the emails, and you know it's happened to me a few times. So that's something you really have to pay close attention to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, uh, but, but. But, but Khan, Khan um, uh, we lost him about, uh, six, seven years ago. Now he, he, he was a legend, an absolute broadcasting legend, uh, in the ECAC and, uh, and, and around, around the North country too. Like he still, you say his name and everybody who's involved in sports recognizes him. Right. Um, and it, it uh, he, he was very, very, very good to me and very good to a lot of guys too. Uh, Randy Siminski, who, uh, who did games? At, I don't think he did games in Lowell for a while for the lock for the uh, Lock Monsters. He okay. may have. Yep. Okay. Um, and Stingrays. He began in South Carolina. began at Clarkson. Now he's Randy's currently the athletics director at Suny Canton.
0: Oh, okay. Great. And stuff. I'll give
1: yep. you another to talk about how we're all related up here anyway, as you know, from yep. the North Country. Yep. Randy's brother-in-law is Greg Carvel. So he's oh, right, wow. At UMass.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great stuff, and of course, Greg had a, a not too bad of a year last year. And uh,
1: uh, well, yeah, yeah,
0: and of Coach, course, you guys gonna... you guys know Greg quite well from his time at Saint Lawrence.
1: Yes, yes, uh, his dad's a Clarkson guy, oh, believe okay. it or not. Yeah, all right. But his his dad lived in Canton and was the um, public works director, retired now, obviously. Mm. Uh, Greg Greg's a, a good man and um, a, a good advocate for the North Country, mm-hmm. and certainly a, uh, a a good person.
0: Well, Bob, you've been around some really good Clarkson teams. You made the uh, NCAA tourney five times, 97, 98, 99, 07, and 08. Five ECAC hockey tournament championship games as well in 97, 98, 99, 04, and 07. You know how special is it to to broadcast games of that magnitude, and I know from my personal perspective, it's not hard to get up for those games. You try to convince yourself, "Hey, this is just any other broadcast," but you know you're lying to yourself because these are big games. So, how fun was that for you? Uh,
1: the 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 two memories. The one is is the '99 game. Um, that was. There's a little known stat about the the, the Clarkson beat. SLU in Lake Placid, three two. Okay, and um, from what I understand, that the paid attendance for that game was higher than the USA Russia game in nineteen eighty.
0: That's amazing. That is amazing.
1: <laughs> um, and, and and but but what it, it's sort of like um, for Clarkson fans, there's a lot of people that remember Willie Mitchell scoring a goal from center ice, but it wow. happened in the semis against princeton to mm-hmm. win the game yep um so it was the night before and to, to to build that up it was the heartbreak of the two year of the previous two years they had uh, clarkson that was the 96 97 team i mentioned was exponentially better than cornell mm-hmm. but lost two to one um in lake placid fast forward the next year that's eric colewood mitchell's freshman year and um, Clarkson loses in double overtime to Princeton in the in the championship. Yeah. First shift, second overtime, game's over. Wow. Uh, still apps because the game winner. Mm. So, so in the following year, ninety nine, in the semis, Clarkson's up three zip and four one on Princeton. Uh, or three. Uh, I'm sorry, four one and five. Four one and five three. Yeah. Four one and four three five three. Okay. And then Princeton gets two in like a minute. To tie it with about a minute and a half to go. Wow, and and, and the, to this day, there is no way if that game goes to overtime that Clarkson wins it. No right. way. This does a big rally, right? So, right. so, so Mitchell scores on a on a uh, literally like a, like a, just a from center ice. He shoots one at the net as the buzzer's sounding, like two point seven seconds to go. Yep. And the puck was was a wobbler and it dipped on the goalie. You tried to catch it and went in the net and wow. the game. Wow. So they played St. Lawrence the next night and win 3 2. Mm. And uh just it was bedlam up there. You know, it was it was but but that was, you know, your your St. Lawrence was coming on. They had some down years prior to that, and they just started their little bit of bit of a run and uh the rivalry was was big. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Morris and Joe Marsh were and are still very good friends. Yeah. So that, that, you know, I, I guess in the eighties when it was uh Bill O'Flaherty and Mike McShane and they didn't like each other, mm-hmm. they made the rivalry even more intense. So right. like the Lowell Merrimack rivalry right? with, with, with Riley and, uh, and those guys. But, uh, but it, it, that, that was fun. Um, you know, I, um, the oh, the O seventeen that won it was down two to the Quinnipiac in the third period and got four goals. Yep. And the o4 team, frankly, had no business being there. They were. It was George Roll's first year, and they had they made a run to the playoffs. That was uh you know they beat Union twice at Union. Uh, that was the first year of the expanded playoffs. Yeah. And then they uh, when all twelve made it, and then they went to Cornell and beat Cornell, mm. which probably is one of my favorite memories because. You win at Cornell, you get to you know yeah you, you keep you, you keep the puck right like here Brooks had scoring scoring on Cretch. <laughs> right,
0: right, right.
1: Um and they won twice. And then they uh got to uh Harvard was really really good that year. They were very solid. Yeah. And um they got a goal. Harvard scored with about under a minute to go after after an icing. And the uh the puck. But I was thinking was it strange it went in over the goalie was got in Dustin trailing it was really hot that year. Yeah. And um, it, it, when you're in the arena, you see it, it was weird. You just, you're, you're, the puck looked like it curved. Yeah. When it went in and it digs, it hit the top of the, you know, the goalies do a little thing in the end of their sticks there to, so they can hold onto it. Yeah. It hit the tape of his stick and went down. Wow. The shot was going wide. Yeah they won the face hook at the shot off and scored. you know, that's, that's, that's the game. So, so yeah, those, those games are, are so easy. You're right. To get up for those right. big ones. Right. Um, the, the hard thing sometimes is, is, although I don't think I ever had ai uh, don't, I'm not sure. And I'm sure you're in the same boat. There was ever a game that I wasn't excited about it. If that makes sense. Right. I yeah. Mean, obviously, uh, if you're if you're at the TD Bank North Center for the championship, or 1980 Arena, or, or NCAA's, that's a different animal. Right. But but I think you're it's, it's a hockey game and it's fun and you're you're up for it. Right.
0: Well, you mentioned that you had a lot of experience, uh, in sports besides hockey you were a sports director for seven years, uh, up in Potsdam there. And not only did you get to cover Clarkson hockey, but, uh, St. Lawrence football, you did college, as you said, high school football, soccer, basketball, baseball, softball, and lacrosse. So what a wonderful way to immerse yourself uh, in sports, uh, you know, getting paid for doing things you love.
1: Yeah. Um, my, my uh, well, I grew up in it. My father, in fact, my father. Um, Nothing. I, I, I also, I still uh, umpire uh, baseball, just the high schools now. I did college baseball for a long time. Um, my father still officiates. He's seventy-six. He uh, officiates wow. uh, high school baseball and softball and soccer. He's mm. um, seventy-six. I hope I'm still here at seventy-six. That's amazing. But, uh, but um, so I grew up as a, in a sports family. Um, so it was easy, you know. Um yep. and do you do you get asked this question sometimes? Like how do you I was I get asked this recently, um how do you get into sports broadcasting and, and I, I always had an answer and it, it I didn't want, ever want to make it sound um oh what's the what word I'm looking for? I don't want to make it sound like we have a higher power or anything like that, but All right. There's certain things you can do and certain things you can't like but like certain professions you can train somebody, yep, I think you and I could train someone how to prepare for a broadcast, yeah, but unless you can put the words together extemporaneously,
0: yeah, that's exactly right, and you know i I do get asked that question you know to follow up on your question and Uh, You know, my common answer is, hey, you know, you've just got to get reps. You know, start by volunteering your time, which is what I did back in 1995. And uh, it's just, you know, broadcasting is like any other profession in a way in that you'll get better at it the more reps you have. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's kind of true for anybody who's been in the business.
1: Yeah, and and the more games you do. And I always, my experience at WPDM, you know, i wasn't just doing hockey so in the one sport i didn't know was lacrosse and luckily i had a, a roommate at the time who was the uh lacrosse coach at suny potsdam but he still is right and um i went and watched you know he was going to, he was going to scout uh they're going to play st lawrence so i went and watched the game with him mm-hmm. and and sat in the stands with him and as he scouted I'm like, hey what am i looking for here i mean i mean i i growing up up here, I knew lacrosse. I had friends who played lacrosse, but I didn't, I couldn't speak to it right. the way I could now, you know, like, uh, if, if those who've done lacrosse, there's a lot of, there's a lot of basketball in, in lacrosse. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a little bit of hockey lacrosse with the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you know, and there's, you know, there's a physicality of football. It's, it's a wonderful sport, right? Um, but, but watching with him really helped. so uh, I think the, the one thing to, if you're trying a new sport um, you know learning the lingo is the most important thing you know like uh, a tack zone you know I'm thinking of lacrosse right now you know like you you, you lose immediate credibility if you don't have the right terms right right, right. Um, people hearing are like well what this guy how? You could be an excellent broadcaster, but if you call it the the center stripe to center ice, well, then your credibility is immediately. Down in the in the listener's eyes, which could be the most unfortunate thing ever, because you could be you could have a wonderful broadcast in every other way. Right,
0: we're talking with Bob Alfeld. He is the was the longtime radio voice of Clarkson Men's Hockey. You're listening to airing it out, files from Leahy's locker room. And uh, Bob, I noticed that uh, you attended uh, college at U Missouri Columbia. How did you uh, go about uh, selecting that college, and, and how did you land in North Country? Are, are you a, a native of North Country or originally?
1: Yes. I grew up in Messina, uh, born and raised in Messina and I, uh, had wanted to leave. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 did, I applied for journalism schools and, um, probably was going to go to the university of South Florida. Yep. And then my, um, my parents, uh, my, my, uh, my dad was, it was, was a teacher and, uh, it, but this is prior to the internet. So in 1986, 87 timeframe, um, you know, I heard about journalism schools, and I worked at the local paper as an intern and stuff like that. And um, I had heard about Mizzou and thought I'd just apply to bolster my college resume, so to speak. All right. And my um, my parents had extra time on vacation. My mom wanted to go up in the Arch in St. Louis. All right. So we were driving to Florida anyway, and we had some extra extra four or five days at, at at spring break, because we didn't use snow days, our, our, our my senior year. Yep. So we went out there, and I just fell in love with the place. It was really a college home. It's a uh, Columbia, Missouri is a is a great town. Um, the, we were we the Mizzou Tigers were, were Big Eight back then, and moved to Big Twelve, and now on to the SEC. But uh, it was a uh, Columbia is about probably one hundred and ten thousand people with. Uh, uh, you know, it's a thirty five thousand student campus. there's a couple other smaller colleges there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the journalism school really was a I was a became a broadcast major. Um, I never did much radio play by play, right? Um, we all did TV. Everyone wanted to be Berman on ESPN. <laughs> the school the, the school owns the morning newspaper, okay? Uh, so students work there as part of your grade. They also own a public radio station, as many colleges do. But the, for, for the broadcast people, the school owns the NBC television affiliate. Wow. So, so my first day on TV, and they, they throw you out there. You, know, you train, but you're, uh, your grade is your grade on the stories you do on the days you work. So right. my first day on TV, and I was god-awful but we all were at some point in time, was I was live from a Wildcat truck strike in Moberly, Missouri. Wow. That'll stick shot. out in
0: your memory, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <I'd> inter- <laughs> interviewed interview the guy from the uh, Teamsters and all that stuff. It was, wow. You know, Great stuff. know could throw you out there. Yeah. Um, And then I, I, I had uh, taken a job at the television station in Watertown out of college. I banged around for you looking for work, and then, um, you know, the, the TV news was getting – frustrating because i i wanted to do sports in fact the the station in watertown wwny the two sports guys are still there Mm -hmm. to this day wow from when i got there they stayed yeah so there's no place for me to go sports wise and then i uh so i hooked on up here and then um you know i i fell in with wpdm and here i am today it
0: it, great family
1: you know it's uh so i live in canton now but Mm -hmm. um which is only 10 miles, as you know, about 10 miles from Potsdam.
0: Right. Well, I'd like to touch on a few things uh, regarding Clarkson hockey before we wind up, Bob. Uh, The first one was uh, last year in the NCAA tournament. Clarkson was poised uh, to get a spot in the NCAA tournament, but uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic wiped that out. Same thing happened to St. Lawrence. And uh, I'm just wondering if it would be possible to put into words the disappointment that the team and the players must have felt just to be so close after all the hard work and not having it come to fruition.
1: You know, there's two, two answers to that question. Um, and I, you know, I know people from St. Lawrence, and I think Brent is a wonderful human being, uh, the new coach of St. Lawrence, uh, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because they won won their way in, not being able to go, I think it was even more frustrating. Yeah, and, and and they they'd been you know they they had some recent lack of success, so I think it really hurt them uh, on Clarkson's side. You know, there was just yeah you know, they, they kind of pulled the pulled the plug because um, of COVID. Uh, you know, at the end of the year, so that that was. I guess because they, because they didn't play there, you know, it was a, two different animals as to how they didn't get there. But right. I, I think for for the for the Clarkson fan base, it's hard because, you know, last year they got wiped out, twenty twenty. Um, you know, as you know, sixteen teams make the NCAA's. Mm-hmm. And, and, and rarely does the one seed win it right off the bat, right. you know, and really do, rarely do all four. They do straight chalk with all four top seeds. You know, you got to win two games in a hockey game, you know, it's, it's a weekend, right?
0: So yep.
1: Yep. I think getting there is, is cause you never know when you get there, right? It's the, it's much different than basketball. Yep. You know, I think there's, you know, UMass Lola, for example, is up division one now, right in yep. basketball, but, Yep. Let's face it. If they're going to play, they're playing Duke. We know what the result's going to be. Yeah, yep. I hate to say that. Not saying Lowell couldn't do it, but you know, so the the, the hard part is is two years in a row that Clarkson's had a team that because you you never know if you're going to get to the Final Four. You never know if you're going to win that game. Right. You know, the goalie could be hot. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the the, the hard part, especially especially because I, I think you know, the hard part for Clarkson too this year was their season was so truncated that they, they played two games after February 1st right. and then because of, because of COVID, yep. you know, and um, you can get into how, you know, the, the rights and wrongs or the, <laughs> however you feel about, about, about the COVID, how we've handled COVID as a pandemic, but that's the way it is. Yep. And, and, and I think the hard part for the, for the, Players too was you know for the most part they did everything right and to have it go away at the end of the year yeah you know that, that that's 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 difficult um, and for Saint Lawrence too you know like how, how they just win that game and they, the next day they're done right you, know, you go from that high and that low yeah
0: shock to the system for sure
1: I I you know I and and, and you know there's so there's I it's funny you mentioned this and kind of going back to back to um, a previous uh, a championship is when, when Clarkson lost to Harvard in 2004 and Albany, I remember walking back to the hotel with George Roll and everybody was, you know, congratulating George on the good year because getting to the finals was great and, you know, we'll be back next year. And George and I were kind of looking at each other saying, like, that's not necessarily true. Yep. I mean, yep. y- you could have the best team and not get to the that ECAC championship or hockey east championship right weekend even you know like you get not a, a lot of really good teams elite teams don't win a championship right and, and cuz so 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 the fact that you're not able to skate for whatever reason i think it is hard and and for the St. Lawrence kids this year the seniors that that don't come back you know like the juniors the juniors, freshmen, and sophomores are like, well, it'll happen next year. Well, maybe it won't. Right. You know, you could be, you could, you know, they were, whatever their record was this year, around 500. They could be 25-0 and and not get there again.
0: Right. So we talked to Aaron Todd about his uh, perception of the St. Lawrence-Clarkson hockey rivalry a few weeks ago. So we've heard the St. Lawrence perspective, but now let me get uh, maybe a few quick thoughts from you on on how special that rivalry is.
1: You know, I think it's 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 a beautiful rivalry because there's a small uh, always going to be a small subset of people, <clears throat> pardon me, that absolutely hate either team. <laughs> I think I think up here for the most part, you know, if it can't be Clarkson, it's nice the Saint Lawrence. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think uh, I mean you're going to get. I'd rather than, you know, like Yankees Red Sox, you know what I mean? That kind of rivalry. But that's what makes it because, because I think any workplace around here, you know, you're going to have maybe two thirds Clarkson fans, one third St. Lawrence fans, or vice versa. Yeah. You're, you're, you're really in a, in a wonderful area. Um, You know, You've met Ken Shot a few times, I'm sure, right? I believe you know? I have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah from from the you from the you used to cover union. Yeah, you know, I was on a show with him one day, and I, I made a joke about you know it's you know we have running water in the North Country. We just run to the river to get it every morning. That's how we get it to the house, you know. Um, yeah. But that that's not quite like that, but it it's 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 special because. And it, it's it's special because of you know you go in as the Clarkson broadcaster, St. Lawrence, and you see friends, right of yours. And right. if you're in Chill, from the Appleton side, you see in your friends, mm. and, and you get you know what you get a, a summer's worth of uh, of bragging rights, you know. Mm. but, you but it's not it, it, it's, but but both I think both schools. Push to make each other better, right? You know, and and, and because of the nature of our league, uh, for those of you listeners who aren't familiar, you know, the ECAC is a travel partner league. So, so when one team is down, it 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 hurts the other team. So there near the end of my years, there we had some down years at Clarkson, and St Lawrence getting good, and, and that hurts St Lawrence because like Harvard and 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 Dartmouth come here if it's one tough game instead of two, it makes it easier on the opposition. Right. Right. You know, but, but if you know you're going to have two tough games and, and you know, there's a, there is a perception about coming up here. Oh my God, it's the end of the earth. It's so far up here, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think we play into that. So you, you, if, if one team is not as strong, yeah. it, 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 but when they're both good, you know, you, you can, you can win a game on Saturday night because St. Lawrence took the wind out of Yale on Friday night.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> or, or vice versa. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Princeton's having trouble because Clarkson beat them up the night before. Right. St. Lawrence gets an easy time of it.
0: Well, so, so yeah.
1: In that aspect, it makes it makes a lot of fun.
0: Well, Bob, uh, we're we're kind of against the clock here, but I'll finish up with one question that I'm curious uh, to get your thoughts on. Uh, did you have a favorite ECAC arena, particularly on the road? And uh, did you have a favorite arena outside of the ECAC that you enjoyed going to?
1: Well, I spent the 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 way the early two thousands went. I went to Cornell a lot. Have mm-hmm. you? If you? have been. Have you been to Cornell yet?
0: Yeah, once we were there for a okay. two gamer Yep.
1: I, I think it's a special place. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I think the crowd. Uh, Appleton's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But 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 Cornell when it gets rocking. Yeah. You know, really that that that, that has a feel. That mm-hmm. I think you would agree with. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, uh, what uh, uh, Gutterson's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um. But but that comes from being in the league as well. And, and my first my first game at Gutterson, there was um, Todd White and JF Fool and Dan Murphy who were all Americans. Yep, facing Tim Thomas, Martin Saint Louis, and Eric Perrin.
0: Great stuff. Great who were stuff. All
1: Americans. Yeah. Um, and uh, boy, um, I liked Schneider a lot. Lawler was was fun. Uh, it was curious. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I guess the other beauty of college hockey is there's, it's, the NHL is pretty much close your eyes, you're in the same arena. Right. right Just, just different painting. Right. You know, I, I think uh, all of them have a different and unique character, and that's what makes it special. But, but ECAC-wise, I would say Lina was probably my favorite rink to go to. Yeah. Um, and, and probably because, <laughs> you know, if you had success there, it was fun because it didn't happen very often
0: absolutely and i gotta tell you I, I was talking to aaron about this there are only two ecac buildings i've never been in i mentioned that yale is one of them the other one i have yet to see is princeton so we did play, yeah we did play princeton down at the uh arena in newark where the devils play in a tournament. but i've never been down to hobie baker rink so hopefully i can check that one off pretty soon
1: you should um uh, it's an end zone location yeah um and 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 even if it's warmer outside, dress warm. It's chilly.
0: That's what they say. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, because your uh, your your feet get cold the most. Because I think I think the refrigeration's underneath the uh, press box.
0: But well, yeah, but
1: it, it's it's special there. It's it's neat, and they they've done a nice job of what they can do. Um, you know, they, they're really. The rink literally is in the middle of the campus. I mean, there there's barely any any parking around there. Wow. Um, they they built a parking garage, but but there's no room to expand or add, you know. But but it's 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 neat. It's it's, it is. We have a joke about it being kind of like bubble hockey because the glass is really high. Mm-hmm. Like like it might be almost ten foot glass all the way around. So it, it's tough to. It's ten foot glass and twenty foot ceiling.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, I hope I get to see it uh, at least once before I hang it up. But, uh, you know, I I was counting it up not not long ago. I was counting up the rinks that I've been to, and I think I've been to – uh, forty of the sixty. Now I'm not counting the, the the new schools that just came in, like Long Island, and uh, you know there'll be another one in Minnesota, St. Thomas. So obviously you can't mm-hmm. put can't put those on the list. But that's one of the cool things, Bob. If you hang around long enough, you get to you get to see a lot of things, and uh, hopefully you know be able to uh, cross some of these rinks off my list.
1: I hope so. I hope so, and I hope to see you up in the North Country soon.
0: Well, Bob, I want to thank you for taking some time uh, with uh, with us today. It, it's always great to talk with you, and especially when we get a chance to talk college hockey. So uh, you're right. I do hope that we uh, we have a chance to stay connected, and uh, I do we hope to get up to the North Country again and uh, and see you. But in the meantime, thanks so much for being with us, and we truly appreciate it.
1: Oh, anytime, John. Thank you very much.
0: All right, you've been listening to Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Locker Room. Our guest today was Bob Allfeld, longtime radio voice of Clarkson Men's Hockey. We invite you to join us next week. We will have Dave Starman with us. Uh, Dave, of course, a longtime college hockey analyst on radio and TV, so uh, that'll be a great show as well. And we hope you can join us next week. So until then, we say so long, and uh, we will talk with you next week. Mitochondrial disease is a rare multi-symptom disease characterized by breakdowns in the mitochondria, which are specialized compartments that are present in every cell of the body except red blood cells and are responsible for creating more than 90% of the energy needed by the body to sustain life and support growth. A disease most commonly associated with children, currently there is no cure, just management of symptoms. Hugs for Mito Inc. is mitochondrial disease rare disease advocacy, awareness, fundraising for research trials, and hopefully a cure. To learn more, please visit hugsformito.org.